Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast, 2020 to 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you were waiting for me or not. You're like, it's not 2020. I was just looking at you. <laughs> 2022. Um, I heard a great math dad joke. Let's hear it. Did you know that 10 plus 10... And 11 plus 11 are the same number? Um, I didn't know that. What's 10 plus 10? 20. What's 11 plus 11? <laughs> 22. <laughs> uh, so stupid. Uh, I'm definitely cutting that out. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Well, Gonzo, how you been? Good, good. Um, I'm happy. It's a new year. I... I'm excited. Twenty. I'm, I'm excited for 2022. Did you guys do anything fun for New Year's? So New Year's is our oldest's birthday. So we had a little birthday party for for Amelia, and it was fun. It was fun to have family over and hang out for a little bit. I got. I you got something? I've got a funny story. Uh, tell your story. Okay. So this is be like I don't know. This might be a little inappropriate. I don't know, you guys gauge it. <laughs> so uh, a few. This must maybe was like a few weeks ago. The girls, I don't know what, you know, every once in a while kids come up and they're like asking questions about, you know, babies or whatever. And we don't shy away from it. So the girls were, I think they were talking about, we were talking about something like babies or something. And I was like, I just got like super, I we don't like change our tone. We're just matter of fact. We're like, well, you know, you guys have ovaries and they're like located ar- around here in your body, but like below your kidneys. And like, I was like, I even said, I was like, ovary is a word that comes from Latin that means like sack with eggs, right? So there are little tiny eggs inside of your ovaries. And then we're talking about how like, you know, once you start maturing, once you become a, um, a bigger, like a teenager, one of the eggs will release. And it'll sit inside of your uterus and then for a few days. And then once the lining of that uterus will come out and the egg will release through your vagina with some blood. Right. So we're talking about that. And that's like that is an, a sign of a maturity. And that's how your body is developing. And Rosie did not like that at all. <laughs> She's just like, it's like, I don't want blood coming out of my, my vagina. <laughs> and for like. It's like she was crying and it was like, and it's like, you, you don't have to worry about that for a long time. It's not, you know, it's, it's not going to happen until you're a teenager. And then we're like making funny jokes and kind of got her, got her to calm down. But every few days she's like, dad, why does blood have to come out of my vagina? <laughs> <laughs> and this morning she was like that. Just all of a sudden she's like, dad, what is that? Why does blood have to cut him up? come out of my vagina i don't want that to happen it's just like nah kiddo don't worry about it it's not gonna happen for a long time but it's just like you know we were trying to be as like super like open and talking about it and like teach them it's like this is how your body's gonna work and you know this is the things that happen as as you grow up and it was like well was not well received (laughs) it won't happen when you're pregnant (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean we got it a little bit into that too but it's just like one thing at a time (laughs) I think that's appropriate. <laughs> uh, well, at least you'll never have to wonder. <laughs> right. When it yeah. happens, she'd be like, my dad warned me. 
four years ago. <laughs> uh, like six years ago. Six years know. ago. Who knows? That's funny. Well, I haven't had those conversations yet. I just, my daughter still thinks that you get pregnant by giving someone a kiss. And I was like, no, you share a special hug with private parts. <laughs> really? And then Wesley's like, mom, can I please just watch you and dad have a special hug just once? And it's like, no. You cannot. <laughs> You told me that. It's just like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. He's just so curious. It's like, no, you'll, you'll find out. But oh. uh, that's funny. Um, I have some business. All right. Share. Yeah, let's hear it. So we released our episode uh, about just our last year recap and kind of what we want to do in the year coming. And I want to put out for everybody that's listening, I want everyone to send in a voice memo. Like, just take, just take a minute. Um, I feel like sometimes people send in voice memos and sometimes people just like to listen, but this is me asking you and you sent out a thing. Just yeah. please send in a voice memo just saying, Hey, how, just letting us know about 2021 and also, you know, what you are looking forward to in 2022. I think it'd be really nice to have. Yeah. It doesn't have to be resolutions, but maybe what are you, what are you excited about in the next year? Yeah. And just, I think it would be nice just to hear from everybody. I think it'd be nice to have a voice memo episode just about like, hey, 2021 was awesome or 2021 freaking sucked. Right. Took Betty White last minute, you know, whatever. But I, I think it'd be really nice if the listeners would be engaged and, and send something in. So uh, we're going to put a deadline on this like before February 1st, like just send it in uh, by the end of January, please. Just take a minute to send something in. I think it would be really nice to do that. Yeah, I'd love it. And speaking of voice memos, we have one from Bryson Shreve. Yeah, let's 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 hear it, and then we'll talk about it really quick. Okay, okay. Bryson here. I see that you've teased that Dan Hansen will be your next guest on the podcast. So I wanted to share a fun Dan Hansen story. In middle school, we used to play football just about every day after school at Buttercup Park. And you never wanted to go against Dan because he was the fastest and the strongest. So it was really hard to tackle him. I remember one time I managed to jump on his back. And as I held on to his shoulders, I was trying to kick him in the back of the leg so he would fall over backwards. Well, it didn't work. I just fell off and his shirt came with me. It ripped right in half. And he just kept running, probably got a touchdown while I fell on my butt holding half of his shirt uh so dan the man you're a tough dude thanks bryson <laughs> <laughs> that's such a funny story i like i try to envision that and see that happening okay in, real life. in my mind bryson is like sitting like on the ground holding onto his ripped shirt and then dan's like muscly buddy body is like, like sweaty and yeah, glistening, glistening in the sun, in the sun. <laughs> in my, i'm envisioning like Bryson is half the size of <laughs> yeah, <Dan. right. laughs> And he's just running like it's nothing. Oh, gosh. oh, thank you, Bryson. I love this. It's so funny. I love that. And that, that... So that's who we have today on. We have Dan Hansen. Yes, Dan. I'm really looking forward to this one. Awesome guy. Really, I just have only good memories of him. Really friendly in high school. He was our student body president. Yeah. And, uh, if we weren't official before, we're, we're official now. I know we got Missy and now we got Dan. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. So we'll see how it goes. All right. So here's our conversation with uh, Dan Hansen. We're here with 
Dan Hansen, student body president, class of 2004. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> Dan, thanks thanks for uh, replying. I, I sent you a message like, hey, please come on. And I'm, I'm happy you you've, um, made the made the choice and that you're here with us. Sure, no, happy, happy to do so. Sorry for the delayed response. I'm, uh, I'm not a daily user of Facebook, so you know. Good for you. Yeah, I'm like this guy stays off social media. <laughs> it's it's probably super healthy. It's not, not I don't like it. I like it too much, so it just helps me stay a little focused. If I don't go down that rabbit hole, then two hours later, I'm like, oh wait, I should have done this today, and I. <laughs> You should have sent Gonzo back a message. <laughs> no doom scrolling. <laughs> well, catch us up a little bit. What, what's uh, what's been going on since high school? Man, it's, high school seems like forever ago. Lots, you know, lots happened since then. Um, it's been good. A lot of good things. So I'll kind of start back from basically after graduation. After graduation, I I went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and. End up serving two years in the, the West Indies mission. Oh, um, cool. Kind of the Southern Caribbean islands. I didn't know where it was. My dad thought it was in Africa somewhere. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns out it's just north of, uh, just, you know, just north of South America there. Um, I was on, on the French speaking islands. So learned a little French and that was cool. Nice. Came back, you know, completed college, ended up going to school at the University of Utah, got my, uh, you know, bachelor's there, my undergrad in business administration. Oh, sorry about um, the Rose Bowl. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Can't win them all, right? <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't, I don't really don't even follow the team. You know, I just, uh, you know, went to school there. That was good. I worked in at Jamba Juice actually in high school. And so I, after my mission, I came home and, and I was like, I feel like I should go back. And so my mom's like, go see if they're hiring. And so, before when I left, I was the assistant general manager, and then I came home, and then ended up getting a job two months after that as the general manager, and I kind of did that all through all through college, and then ended up kind of turning into a career when when I graduated from college, and and you had that chance to kind of you know career day and you know find a job. My uh, our uh, basically I became a dad around that point, and I was had a newborn, and it was. You know, they're like two weeks old and I'm trying to rock her to sleep and study for a marketing final. And then, so I kind of missed all the employment opportunities that came with that, but I already had a job that was, that was great. And then kind of actually ended up working for Jamba for a long time, almost like 13, 14 years total. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I, it was just to get me through school. And then after school, I was like, you know what? I want to kind of do my own thing and do some sort of business entrepreneur thing. And, and so, so while, while raising a family, you know, having kids, we uh, started like trying to do things on on Amazon and then start my own online e-commerce store. And I always liked the idea of just kind of, it originally it was, originally it started to kind of have some sort of a, a side income, which yeah. would eventually, you know, be a full-time income. And then uh, basically try lots of different things, <laughs> fell at all of them, <laughs> but you know, you know, gave it a, gave it a, a, a good, uh, a good run. And then I ended up actually getting the owner of the of the stores I was at. He ended up selling the stores to his son, who was got back from his mission. He was like twenty two or so, and and uh, so when I was managing, he was in elementary school, and he decided that when he became owner, he didn't want me around, and uh, so I actually ended up getting let go, which was kind of humbling. I'm like, man, you know, 
spent almost my uh, whole life yeah. for this company, and and then that's how it ended. You know, but you know, it is what it is, and you know, it's no big deal. And went on, and I'm like, okay, this is my big chance to kind of go and do something different. And so then I kind of fumbled through different jobs after that, and uh, eventually ended up working at Lending Club, which is kind of a they kind of help people with personal loans and. And it's kind of in the finance department. And then from there, I ended up working there and then doing kind of studying trading, like in the stock market. Right. Um, and so doing like stocks and options. And so I ended up doing that while I was working at Lending Club. I would, I would trade in the mornings and then during my breaks at work. And then COVID happened, you know, the whole pandemic. And, yeah. and so our entire, uh, sales, the whole sales department got let go because of COVID and they were downsizing. And then, so at that point, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm, you know, going full time to trading. And, uh, and it actually ended up going really great. And so, um, I've been doing that for the last, you know, since, you know, April 2020, you know, so almost two years now, full time. Um, and I've been studying it for years. I was studying it while I was at Lending Club. I was studying it before that, even when I was at Jamba. Yeah. So that's what I do for work full time now. And, and, uh, got three, three awesome kids, you know, Sydney, who's, you know, two girls, one that's eight, one that's going to be seven this month. And then, a, a little boy who's, you know, who's two and, uh, actually ended up marrying, uh, Jessica Andrus from Jordan High. She was a junior when we were seniors. So one year behind us, class of 2005. So she was the, nice. the cutest girl in, in band. And, and, uh, we actually got set up on a, a blind date. We, we had a, a class in high school. I, we had the same art class. We didn't really talk, but we got set up after, um, by our, by our moms. They set up us on a blind date. And, <laughs> you know, so it's always good advice to listen to your mom. And, and, uh, and, uh, unfortunately she had a crush on me in high school. And so that helped the date, you know, and, uh, it was kind of a love at first sight thing. I, I saw her. And my first thought was, wow. And the, the first date went great. And we basically were, inseparable after that and saw each other almost every day for about a year and then we're married and and uh here we are <laughs> happy ever after so that's kind of a little <laughs> that's little awesome <laughs> yeah. that like it made me think of aladdin when he's describing jazz and it's like ah oh, wow and those are fall back on your magic carpet right that's right <laughs> <laughs> um she played the flute and so she um in high school and and when we met, she was, had just graduated from the uh, Utah State. Uh, she was uh, in elementary education. So she was a school teacher when we met and I was still going to school at the time. And, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's been good living the dream. <laughs> nice. So do you live here in like the Salt Lake area or where are you? Yeah. Live? Yeah. We, yeah. We live in Salt Lake. We, we lived in, in Utah County in Lehigh for, you know, most of our marriage, probably, you know, first, you know, nine, 10 years. And then, uh, then we moved here for right in the pandemic. So that was perfect timing. <laughs> there you so, go. Yeah. So it's been good. We, we love Utah. We love, uh, um, our families, you know, live here. Um, her, her, her parents live in Sandy. My live in Salt Lake and, and, uh, and most of our siblings kind of live in Utah as well. So it's nice to have family close. It helps being close to family. I think when you've only had that, you don't realize how nice it is to have it until you lose it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I've got a sister that lives in New York and then another sister that lives in, in Washington. And, uh, and it's weird kind of having them, have them gone and you have to like fly in for Christmas and for, you know, certain family events. And, and it definitely makes things easier for sure when they live close by. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for catching us up. And um, yeah. can you fill us in or uh, give us an idea of who was Dan back in high school? Who were you, like, who were you when you were a kid? Oh, basically the most awesome person ever. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing. That was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> no, actually, I, uh, um, I was very traditional. Like, I, I felt like my, I always kind of wanted to do kind of what was expected of me. Like, I felt like my, you know, the do the right things, like uh, go to school, get, um, you know, get good grades, so you can go to college, and so you can actually get a good paying job, and then, you know, then, then you'll be, you know, have, have, a, have a good life after that, get married, and then live happily ever after. And so I always kind of did everything that would kind of align with that, because I thought that was like the quote, right path, right? And, and that's because kind of it's what my parents kind of taught me and what was kind of in the culture. And I didn't really even uh, think that there was something different. And, and so I kind of didn't really think for myself in that way. I just, I didn't even think, do I want to go to college? I d- it was more of where do you want to go to college, right? And because I knew I wanted, I had to go to college, it was like, all right, I got to get decent grades in school or at least find some sort of scholarship or some way to, to make it happen. And so that was kind of, always kind of what I did, but what didn't necessarily like make me happy. Like I felt like as far as personality goes in, in college or in, uh, in high school, um, I was actually super introverted, <laughs> pretty introverted, quiet, shy. I always felt like I was pretty nice and cared what other people, you know, how they felt. Um, but I was really awful at like communicating. <laughs> I was still not the greatest communicator, but I felt like I didn't do well on saying how I felt and, and what I wanted and, and expressing myself that way. And so I've got a, a big family. I've got eight brothers and sisters, and I'm the middle child. And so maybe that kind of played a part of it where everyone's craving for mom and dad's attention, and I just kind of did my own thing. And uh, and with that, I kind of felt like alone a lot of the time. It's weird when there's so many people around, but yet you can still feel alone because I felt like yeah. everything, so many things were going on, but yet I didn't want to kind of be a bother to anyone else. So I kind of felt like I needed to figure things out myself, figure whatever it was, school. I felt like I, you know, sometimes um, I, I did well in, in math, but then as it got to be like, you know, calculus and stuff, I was, it was completely over my head. And I, and I lived with like the math staring scholar. My, my brother was his year, the math staring scholar. And I'm like, and I'm still struggling, <laughs> you know? So, it, so that kind of actually led to a lot of, I, it was depression basically. I didn't really know it at the time that that's what it was, but like, emotionally I was a wreck I felt like I was you know really struggled with that uh, which is I don't know it's a it, it was something that's not really talked about back then as much I feel like um, I feel like depression and anxiety and, and suicide and mental health is a lot more um, common now and talked about whereas um, not something to be ashamed of per se it's more of okay it, it's there and, and let's see how we can make it better and and back then, I kind of felt like it was a, a sign of weakness and something I didn't want to express or share or or uh, tell anyone about, and and so I just kind of find ways to just kind of deal and get through. That's I mean maybe different than what others perceived me as being, right? Because yeah. I because I because I was a student by president. I mean, <laughs> you know, and so people you know knew who I was or you know. Uh, and, and like the homecoming king and, and I was, 
sure. I, <laughs> it's homecoming king, and you know, and uh, but that, you know, and I and I and I like people, like, but I was, but that was actually really difficult for me to, like, it, it took a lot of energy to kind of, you know, be so extroverted, right? Uh, where where my natural instinct is just to kind of stick to myself and and kind of just observe and, and be aware. But, but yeah, but, I mean, I enjoyed being through my president. I had great, you know, officers with me and, you know, and obviously, you know, Steve was senior class and got your, you know, student, you know, Jordan Pride. And, you know, and so it was nice to have, I had a lot of help for sure. And, uh, and fellow officers were, were great, but, but it was, it was, uh, you know, challenging, like managing school. Um, I worked a ton, um, as well, like on the side to kind of, you know, help, you know, the family financially and, and then, and then doing student government and then, you know, it was sort of just a lot. I think I was just overloaded on a lot of different levels. So I think that made me, I don't know, <laughs> cranky. Yeah, but so, <laughs> you know, yeah, and you like, felt... I, I tried to be nice, but, you know, and, and, and uh, but I was just tired. And so sometimes I think I was, you know, people saw me. And I, I never want to came across as, as stuck up because sometimes, you know, maybe those that have the, the sweater or maybe are in the cool group or whatever, they don't talk to, you know, don't talk to other people's. They may be perceived as being stuck up or too good or whatever. And I never wanted that to be the case because I was any, I was the complete opposite. <laughs> right, right. Well, but, I mean, and I'm, yeah. as, as far as my experience, I remember you as very nice, you know, as very <laughs> friendly. And even though you were, yeah, the, the student body president, that you were very approachable and very, um, friendly to everyone. Good. But you were saying that at the same time, though, you, you were also following a, tr- a track of what you thought you were supposed to do, right? Or what right. you've been told, like, th- these are the things that you're supposed to do. Right. And that didn't always make you happy, right? Is that, that's yeah. kind of what you're yeah, saying. Exactly. Like, you felt like, oh, I'm supposed to do all those things, all these things, but I don't, you know, it's like you were feeling depressed or you were feeling sad or overworked or doing, you know, it's like, or struggling with things that you don't feel like maybe you should be struggling with, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And I, like, I remember, like, I I go to like football practice, and then after that, I'd go to work, and then I'd come home, and I'm like, okay, now I got to study, and it's like, you know, and, and I was too tired to pay attention in class, and so I'm trying to like study, read the book, and, and study at you know midnight and one a.m. And I was just like, let's sit there, and I'm like, I just don't get it. And sometimes I'll just like sit there and cry, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll just you know sleep for a couple hours, and maybe it'll click tomorrow. <laughs> and then so I felt like I was always just behind. And, uh, you know, and then when you don't do well in your classes or as well as you could be, you know, sometimes that makes you feel like stupid or you don't understand the material. And, right. and then I couldn't go necessarily to talk to my teacher and get extra help because I was, had practice after school or I had to go to work or I had other things and responsibilities that I had to take care of. And so, you know, it is what it is kind of back in the day, but that was kind of old, you know, Dan Hansen back then. But yeah, it was, and it's not like my parents pressured me to go to college. It's not like they, were like, you have to do this. Like it was, um, they were busy too, but it was just all my older siblings kind of did that and kind of made, you know, they were pretty successful. And, and so I kind of felt like I needed to kind of follow. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I well, and it's in the air, you know, like of the things yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's like, where are you going to college? You know, right. you're going to go on mission, right? Where are you going to go? And, and, uh, <laughs> you got to pick where you want to go. Why <laughs> <laughs> no one told me. <laughs> okay, so but and so I, I like I like that you shared that because I think yes, thank you. I never would have I never would have guessed that. Like in my interactions, we had a bunch of interactions. 
I, I never would have thought that there was like depression, maybe some anxiety. Cause I think there's a lot of pressure when you're out there, the face of something and you're really in front of people all the time. Like you're kind of on show all the time. Right. Um, yeah. But hearing what was really happening behind the scenes is really, I think it's sobering. It's helping me understand you better. Why? My question is, why do you think you tried to stay so busy? Like you, you're saying you're a little bit more introverted. It wasn't your comfort zone to be out there in front of all these people, but you sure. were running for student body president and you were right. on the football team and you did do all these things and you were staying busy doing with your sports and then working and, and doing this. What, what made you want to do that? I mean, I'm stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put it that way. It's, it's, a, that's a great question. I felt like, I mean, I worked a lot because of the financial reason. I felt like my parents, they needed the extra help. And I knew that if there's anything that I, I wanted, I, I had to go get it. Like, so like for when I played football, like I, I had to pay for my cleats and I had to pay for the football court, like, you know, to the fees or whatever. And, the right. and, and so, and like for a mission, like I had to, to pay for that. And so I needed to like work to make sure I had enough money to go. So I didn't want to be a financial burden on my parents. And also I'm stubborn. Like I don't like to receive help. Like it's funny. I like to love to help, love to give, but yet sometimes receiving it can be, can be difficult. And so I, yeah. and, uh, and also too, I didn't want to let people know that I was struggling because that can be kind of embarrassing. And so you kind of just like, all right, let's just suck it up, you know, and, and deal. And, uh, so the student body I, I ran when I, when I was a sophomore, I remember looking up to the student body officers a lot. I remember thinking like, wow, they're cool. And, uh, which is funny because I didn't know anything about them except for that they were student body officers. And so, but being a little sophomore thought that was, you know, that was something cool. They had the mm-hmm. cool sweater, right? And actually, <laughs> the sweaters are really expensive. It's like the most expensive piece of clothing I still own. <laughs> but, uh, and, but I remember like sometimes the perception I got from them my sophomore year was at least not all of them, but some of them were that they were too good. And I felt like that made me feel like bad about myself, uh, which is funny because they were, they were probably, they had no idea who I was and they were doing their own thing, right? It's probably any furthest from the truth, but that was my perception. And so I didn't want that to, um, so when I, I knew I did want to run for office, I knew that that's, I didn't want that to be me, that kind of officer. But then also I knew that running for student government could provide some, Looked good on your resume, like to be yeah. scholarships. And, and I knew that I wasn't going to get a, an a athletic scholarship. I wasn't Phil Ploa. I, I, you know, I was, I, I, uh, you know, I enjoyed the game, but I was far from enough athletic scholarship. My grades were there up until, you know, maybe junior, you know, junior year. And I think that, that ship sailed. And so, so I was trying, so I had other avenues. I remember thinking, oh, that could, that could help. And, uh, and so that would help me pay for college and, and kind of make that financial burden less. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of one of the motivations, but also too, I wanted to kind of have an influence and help. And, and I, I listened to Missy's podcast and, and she loves to like speak and, you know, and, and uh, teach about leadership. And I'm like, she's like the perfect leader for our class. Like, she's amazing. <laughs> and I'm just like quiet, shy introvert. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'll run for office. Yeah. Vote for me. Awesome. <laughs> um, so Dan, what's, yeah. how have you changed? Uh, have, have you been able to overcome some of those things that, yeah. that were hurting you as a, as a teen? Uh, how are you yeah. today um, in contrast? 
So in, in a lot of ways, I'm the same, like personality wise, like I'm still, still quiet, still introverted. You know, I still definitely like if there was a party, like I preferred like the one on one conversation instead of like getting up and speaking in front of everybody. Right. right. Um, I mean, I could do it, but I would much rather have someone else do it. I feel like now I'm a lot more, um, a lot more confident. Like I, I kind of, because of, you know, I've, the odds I've overcome and I've, I've tried things and failed and not given up. And, you know, and I, so I feel like I'm quiet, but there's like a, a quiet confidence, if that makes sense. Yeah. So rather than the quiet, shy, ooh, um, you know, I hope everyone likes me. Now it's kind of like, I don't care what you think. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of a, a freeing, I mean, I care what some people, I care what my wife thinks, you know, there's, but it's really liberating to not kind of be at the social mercy of, of everybody else. And so now I've kind of carved my own path. Like I'm very not traditional. Like I, I mean, for work, I trade in the stock market. Like I, I'm self-employed. I, I work when I want to work. Like my, my mom thinks I gamble for a living. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so in fact, for, I, I was doing it. They didn't even know I lost my job. They didn't know that I was trading full time because I didn't want the, my family's very, there's a lot of powerhouses and like, and everyone has a really strong opinion. And, and I don't like contention. I don't like, uh, right. it's like more like, oh, it's all, I don't mind sharing people's having, you know, disagreements and having, you know, different beliefs and, and that way. But, um, but it's like, there's, there's, there's a proper way of doing it, right? It doesn't have to. Um, and I feel like my family's kind of like, wait, what are you doing? That's, you know, I, I told them and, and some of them just completely lost it. They're like, kind of like shake their heads and they roll their eyes and, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. And here I am a couple of years later and still doing it. And, and, uh, what did you so tell everyone at Thanksgiving or something? Is everybody there? <laughs> I, I think they all like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Some are like, slamming the table. They're like, they're like, Jessica have an announcement to make everybody. <laughs> I think they just kind of like we had like a family Zoom call, and after a couple months, where I was, I was still kind of like trying to prove it to myself, right? right. Like every day, it's kind of like a sport, like we're or a musician. Every day, it's like, okay, you 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 sang great today, do it again, do it again. You know, you played your sport great today, do it again, do it again, do it again, and then after placing thousands of trades, I'm like. Okay, like I, I guess you know it wasn't as much as beginner's luck is. Okay, maybe there's some skill to this, and I'm, I'm getting it down. I feel more comfortable and confident in my approach, and because they knew about all the other businesses I tried, and and then after you know sometimes a couple months, sometimes a couple years, it's like oh yeah, that didn't work, and I didn't want that to be the story again, because actually I had tried trading after I left Jamba. I had basically got another job at a, in a financial. Um, in, a financial institution with the idea of trading and then getting better and learning about finances and, you know, through the company getting paid to learn and then get even better about it. But come to find out there were certain rules and things I couldn't do trading wise. And so I ended up actually quitting that job and jumping into trading full time and I wasn't ready. So basically we had our life savings and, and the blew it. <laughs> so that was a very humbling experience. And, uh, you know, and it's funny, I have like, we had about $30,000 and I would, you know, and up by the end, I had like a thousand dollars and then I'm like, I'm still in this. I can still get all back. And then I had like a hundred bucks left and I was like, yeah, I'm done. That's not, I, I, I can't recover from this. And <laughs> so I ended up, you know, driving to, you know, local, you know, fast food joint to get a, a quick job. And then 
you know, not being a second job as I was waiting to get another job. And anyways, and so kind of, you know, but it was my, my fault. No one else is, you know, it was my mistake completely, 100%. I just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And so I, I kind of just, sometimes you see the, everyone thinks it can be really easy, right? You see all the flashy stuff and, oh, make this much trading and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and yeah, so you see that, like, hey, they can do that. I can do that, right? They're human. I'm a human. How hard can it be? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got smoked. <laughs> so I, so, so this was actually round two. And I felt like instead of getting bitter, I just got better and then, and actually applied myself more, studied more. So I'm different that way where I kind of think more for myself and I kind of make my own schedule and, and I do things because I want to do them, not necessarily because that's what's expected of me. That's good. Yeah. Are you uh, happy? Are you feeling, you know, it's like you were saying as a, as a teen, you were, you're feeling depressed. Like, have right. you been able to overcome that? Have you been able to treat it? Yeah, I've, I've been able to manage it a lot better. So it's still money sure doesn't buy you happiness. It sucks being broke. I've, you know, I've, right. I've never been poor. Poor is like a mentality of like, I'm here and this is where I'm staying. Um, you know, we've, we've been at the, you know, poverty level or we've been below actually. And, you know, and we've recovered. Like, and so I, I feel like that's, that's definitely a lot better for sure. Cause I can, I'm doing what I want to do. This is kind of like my dream job. And, uh, but sometimes when you make, you know, you're making a great day, it's awesome, but that doesn't necessarily make me more happy. It's more like, okay, cool. That buys more time. And, um, but yeah, that's the depressions, you know, definitely a lot more under control for sure. My, uh, actually my wife ended up getting it pretty bad after uh, it was postpartum depression. She wasn't yeah. treated for it until after our second kid. Cause she just, it was kind of like, kind of similar. She's like, I don't know what's going on. And I didn't realize, she didn't realize that that's what it was. And then when she talked to her doctor later, she realized, oh, this is actually a thing and, and, uh, and started getting help for it. And, and now she's got a, a therapist that she meets with on a regular basis. And so she'll kind of tell me what they're talking about. And I kind of like, oh, that's cool. And what about this? And so we kind of like, I don't know help each other out as best we can. And, uh, but yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, I've got great kids, you know, great home, great community. There's so much to be grateful for, for sure. hundred percent. And I think it's always important to, to remember that. And I think because a lot of depression, there's the physical aspect of it. Um, a lot of it's mental too, though, like where you can have um, no amount of like success. I'll get here and then I'll be happy. Right. Yeah, oh, once I accomplish this, then I'll be happy. Once I get, out of this job, then I'll be happy. And it seems like there's always another thing. Mm -hmm. So you kind of got to embrace the journey and enjoy the process. The rat of, race. Of, of, yeah, exactly. Enjoy the process. <laughs> enjoy the rat race. Enjoy that wheel. Keep, 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 keep spinning. <laughs> All right. That's great. That's great. Yeah. What do you, what have you learned? What have you learned uh, in the last 20 years through these experiences? Sure, man. I've, I've sure learned a lot. I've, I've definitely learned that I don't know everything, <laughs> you know, so stay teachable. There's a lot of, like you, that way you're constantly growing. Um, I, I wasn't, I, in the past, I, I viewed mistakes as kind of something to be ashamed of and failures. And I've learned that, um, you know, it's important to have a growth mindset where look at those mistakes as, as a growing opportunity. And, and I feel like my growth was really limited because I was afraid of trying new things because I, you know, was afraid to fail, basically afraid of what other people might've thought, afraid to fail. Um, I've learned that a lot of people 
you know, everyone's got something like, so I think it's important to kind of, you know, chill. I think a lot of people have really, especially on social media, when people can say anything without having an actual, you know, they don't have to back it up or you know, can, people can be really, really rude. And I think it's important to kind of just, you know, kind of take a step back, chill, you know, try to see things from, from uh, other people's perspective and, uh, and understand where they're coming from and, uh, and just kind of be a little bit more patient, be a little nicer, be a little kinder. And, and I felt like, well, we'll be a happier world if we did that. I, I know. I, I think, uh, cause I mean, you guys had no idea I was going through that, you know, in high school. And if right. I was, um, unfortunately, like I, I mean, I had a great high school like experience. I mean, overall, like I, there's, it could have been a lot worse for sure. Um, I mean, and so like, like Steve, you're saying like, you had no idea. And it's kind of like, if I was, if, if I came to school every day and worried about like being bullied on top of other things, you know, who knows, maybe that could be the thing that puts someone over the edge or, or just are too much to handle and, and, uh, or cause even more mental issues and, and things like that. And so, yeah. So I, I think, I think, uh, there's a few of the things I mean, I could go on on that. I'm sure. Um, I learned a ton, <laughs> but I feel like those are some of the, some of the highlights for sure. Yeah. All right. So be teachable kind of through like, yeah, um, stay, stay humble, be teachable. Mm-hmm. And um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't, yeah. Don't, mistakes, don't mistakes are mistakes. opportunity for growth, right? Yeah. And also like, and then just realize that everyone's struggling with something. And so you just kind of, you know, just be chill. patient with others and be a little bit kinder, a little bit nicer and uh, embrace that learning curve with the mistakes of the growth mindset. So it's kind of like, it's okay. Like you'll, you'll get there. Just keep trying. Don't give up. I mean, I failed businesses for, you know, almost a decade. <laughs> and then <laughs> we would have had this podcast, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd be, be like, well, I'm still trying to, you know, <laughs> I'm still uh, making jambas and, and uh, trying businesses and, and, you know, and, they're still delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, Dan. Um, is there something, a new passion, or a passion that you have found in the last 20 years or so? You know, after, after high school, I, I remember, or after my mission, like where I'm like, wow, I've got all this. I mean, I, I worked full time and went to school full time while I was going to school. Um, but I remember thinking like, okay, I could probably fit some things in there, things I want to do. And I, was always curious about martial arts and, and, uh, you know, and I actually, so I got into karate for, for a little bit, uh, for a couple of years after my mission, I kind of learned everything to kind of be a black belt for that. And, oh, and nice. that was cool. And We're then, watching Cobra Kai right now with my, oh, with right my wife and I. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Little Danielson. <laughs> yeah. So that was, so that was fun. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And then I uh, got into running. Um, I like to run in high school. Like, uh, I did track sprints, but then also I like to do like a couple mile jogs and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, started kind of doing more long distance and, you know, so I, I ran two marathons, uh, the St. George marathon with some of my siblings. And so that was fun, fun to go from running only five miles or four or five miles to like over 20 miles and the mental growth that goes with pushing through with that. Um, nice. but, but then I, uh, wore some bad shoes my second marathon and so i kind of messed up my feet <laughs> after that so i like to run still but I, I don't do those long races anymore with that what happened then, to your feet i got a it's called an aroma it's like an inflamed nerve that uh is kind of i don't know it's on your foot kind of in this area here 
but it uh the only the doctor basically I tried all the different ways to try to help it. The doctor's basically like, Oh yeah, I just gotta get surgery and, and cut it out and kinda thought, it doesn't seem that like normal. Hey, this hurts. Yeah, we'll just cut it out for you, no big deal. It doesn't <laughs> won't hurt anymore. So I just chose to not do that surgery and it's gotten a lot better since I think I used to because I used to be on my feet all the time working and I and now that I'm not, I think it so it's a lot improved that way. But okay. I don't think I'll be able to get back into the kicking and martial arts and long distance running like that because of it. But that's fine. I still enjoy exercising and, and doing, you know, staying active that way. But I, uh, right now, my current passion is obviously trading. So that, and that takes up most of my time, like finding new strategies and testing new things. And, and, uh, yeah. Sweet. Love it. That's awesome. <laughs> if you could talk to Dan, 17 years old, like what advice would you give him? Oh man, that's a that's an excellent question. Such a baller. The quality of your life, the quality of your questions, right? I feel like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <got> jokes. <laughs> I would have told him to like it's okay. Like everything's gonna be okay. Like and uh you know, sometimes it always seems worse when you're in the muck of it, whatever it is, right? Late nights, early mornings, trying different projects. I would have told him to be like, just take it a day at a time and, and enjoy the, the journey, enjoy the process. Like I would have, I wish I would have back in high school, like when I studied, studied not necessarily to get a good grade or like to even pass the test, but to learn the information. Like, and, and not just, and then, you know, it was like you cram, you, you take the test and you're great. Let's dump it. And now good thing I don't have to worry about that anymore. Instead of just having, we had all that time to learn. And that would have been, you know, and I, I could have taken more advantage of that. And I, and I felt like it would have been nice just to like study and, and embrace learning just for the joy of learning and right. rather than mm-hmm. uh, just to get a good grade. And I felt like I, things would have been different. I think after that, I think I would have, um, cause I would have done better in, in college and school. And I mean, I did, I did fine in college, like, but I didn't show up to class all like I didn't study. Like I, I would, because I was working. <laughs> so I would sometimes like take my notes and the only time I had to study was from walking from one class to the other. And so I just try to memorize my notes on the way to class and I'm like, Hey, here we go. And, uh, you know, and I, and I got through it, but there's a, there's a better way. <laughs> yeah. So I would have told him just to, you know, learn for the joy of learning and also to, you know, try to, I feel like a lot of people probably could have used a lot more help. I feel like, I could have been, I could have been, I, I was nice, but I feel like I could have been nicer. I could have reached out more, you know, paid more attention to others and try to gone the extra mile to, to kind of maybe be a better friend um, that way. But, good. Love it. Yeah. Good stuff. Do we, do we have any beef that we need to hash out? No, I, I know it's not very good for drama, but I've, I don't think so. I mean, people I, may have I've got some beef. beef. Oh, good. People may have some beef with me, and if they do, I'm sorry. Okay, but but yeah, if you got some do you beef, know the Rumbies by Costco and Lehigh? I do. You were having dinner with your wife, maybe a baby there or something, mm-hmm. and then my wife and I and our kids were having dinner, and I'm waving all hard at you. I'm like, and I'm telling Bonnie's like, I know that guy, and I'm waving like super hard. You look straight in my face and didn't even say anything. I'm like, oh, this sob thinks he's better than me. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, you're serious. I'm, right? I'm actually. 
I'm actually happy I got that off my chest. That. <laughs> and then Bonnie looks at me like I'm stupid. It's like, you don't know that guy. And you're like, no, you're I like, swear no, I know that guy. He was he went to high school with us. And uh, and I'm like waving all hard. You look at it was maybe twice. Yeah, you look over and I'm like and you just look back, like try to avoid eye contact. And then you look back one more time and I'm like <laughs> waving, pointing at each other. He's like, He's like, who's Whoa. this crazy guy? Honey, there's a crazy guy waiting, like, shaking his head. Let's <laughs> leave. <laughs> Let's get out of here. My wife's like, do you know him? I'm like, I've never seen that guy in my life. Uh, <laughs> well, anybody I, in this room, he's... <laughs> that is so funny. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I'm glad. I'm glad that I mean, we got to hash that out. <laughs> that's really funny. This must have been, like, four years ago. I should have sure. taken Dan's advice and give give everybody a little slack. Got to chill. I should chill. A little nicer, dude. <laughs> so funny. But or I could have just been like, oh yeah, I don't want to talk to Gonzo. Like, <laughs> yeah, I figured you probably that didn't was recognize probably, us. Yeah. Or didn't recognize me. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, no beef um, on my end. But I'm sorry, Gonzo, about beef. But no beef hashed. Uh, We're good now. Hashed, hashed, we're good. We're good. <laughs> oh dan it's been so great to talk to you thank yeah. you so much yeah you're you're so welcome thanks for having me um i do have one small random weird request if that's okay oh absolutely yeah. um, maybe for someone that's listening i when we moved anyways i've got like my jordan high like yearbooks and stuff like that but as far as like video footage there was a, a an old video of like the jordan high school fashion show class of 2004 and in the move, somehow it got lost. So, like, random, if someone out there listening has it and wants to, like, share a digital copy or whatever, that'd be cool. If not, no big deal. But yeah. Send I, saw, it to I saw on the Jordan High 2004 podcast at gmail.com. We'll get it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've been, I mean, you, I know you're not on social media very much, but we've been sharing little bits of high school videos. Like, Bryson sent us some stuff. Well, I've been that, well, that, yeah, I actually got, got on because I'm like, they've got a Facebook thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm on Facebook. Cool. And I saw like the Mr. Jordan and like Merritt Reed did that funny thing. With yeah, his, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Circle thing. And there was like Senior <laughs> Sunrise. And it just, so I was like, oh, if someone had like the footage of that and like, that'd be cool to have. But not the end of the world. Don't like spend hours looking for it. If someone has it, great. If not, then that's cool too. But yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, it's, it's been fun. Fun to see you guys. And, uh, you know, people could take this podcast for, for what it's worth, and for what it's worth, and and uh, there you go. No, we appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, Dan. Thanks a lot, Dan. It's great to You're see welcome. you. All right, good to see you. Good Thank night. You. Good night. Bye. Bye now. Steve, we just got done talking to Dan. What are your thoughts? I I found myself just I was just listening, like I, it was great just to hear, just to listen to him talk and hear about. The struggles he used to have in high school because I never I told him like I never would have guessed that he he came across as just really friendly really genuine really confident and I wouldn't have guessed that he had all those internal struggles that he was facing yeah but, that his life was stressful and that he felt down and depressed um and you'd think if, you know he's very popular and the student body president you you wouldn't think he would feel like that but no and uh just I wanted to ask that question because it was like, why did you do that then? If you if this right. isn't it, and it, he answered it well, and it just seemed like it, it makes sense 
when you've got like nine kids, like kids are expensive and you got nine of them. Like it would make sense. It's like, Hey, if you want to do stuff, you're going to have to pay for it yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. and not trying your best to not put a financial burden on your family. And I love that he was at Jamba Juice for a long time because I would go to that location all the time and I would always see him there. And then he just wasn't there anymore. And I didn't know. I would only see him when I would see him there. That's messed up about the owner's son or whatever. Took over and be like, Dad, you're out of here. Like, you know, which, I've been working here forever. <laughs> you know, it's Jamba Juice I'm never going to again. Which one? Draper. Is it the one that Draper? It, yeah, it was the one in Draper. Everybody. Boycott <laughs> that Draper Jamba Juice. Yeah, but I, I mean, good for him. He... he he seemed happy and it seems like maybe the best part is just learning from mistakes and being willing to make mistakes because I, I love that he says, I've tried a bunch of different things and all of them failed. I, I love that. I love that. He said, it's like, yeah, we tried a whole bunch of entrepreneurial, like a whole bunch of businesses over the last few years and some would last a month, some would last a year. And, you know, it's like, but that he was taking all those opportunities to learn, to grow and to like learn to believe in himself, learn that he can do it. And I mean, shoot, that, that was also like, I was sweating when he's all like, you know, I lost our, all our savings and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, what like, I do in that situation? <laughs> gosh. And he, it seems like he's come through. And I think, uh, I don't want to say a common thing, but I think a lot of people use that April 2020 as like a good reset. Like, okay. Like the world stopped and it was a great time just to stop, reevaluate. What do I really want in life? What do I really want to pursue? Yeah. Because that's never happened before. Not during our life where it was like literally the government shuts down business and says, everyone stay home. We're going to be safe, whatever. Like, I just love that. And I love that he took that opportunity to say, you know what? I'm going to go into this thing that I've thought about for a long time and just do it, do it full time. You know the thing I lost our savings in, honey? I'm going to keep doing that some more. <laughs> Yeah. So kudos to Dan's wife. He's like, okay, do it. Now, like two years later or whatever, they kick him butt. Good job, Stan. Stan by his side, Jessica. Uh, I loved it. It was great. It was great to talk to Dan. It really was. It was. I haven't seen him for for a long time, so I'm glad he he's, responded. He, he's and, always been a sweet guy, and he's still that. He's still he's a sweet guy. Yeah, I vote for him again. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Mayor of South Jordan, Dan Hansen. All right. Well, if you would like to be on the show, uh, reach out to us. Send an email to jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. We respond all the time. We're looking for people to be on, and we look forward to more interactions from everybody. Yeah. Send us some voice memos if you have a funny story or anything that you want to share, and we'll put it on the show. Thanks for listening.